Let them know rather than assuming they'll just know. If something triggered you, express your feelings to them rather than expecting them to know your feelings. No matter how long you've been with each other, and no matter how well you know each other, you shouldn't expect, you should express. You shouldn't assume, you should communicate. How can someone understand you if you don't give them the opportunities to do so? How can someone be there for you if you don't give them a chance to be there for you? Welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times. Thank you so much for joining me today to listen to this incredible episode that I guarantee you, you will learn a lot from. I can't thank you enough for listening to the episodes, for sharing the podcast, for supporting the podcast. If you're listening to this right now, I just want to say a massive thank you. It honestly means the world to me. If you could please hit the follow button or hit the subscribe button or even leave a review, those things that literally will take you seconds mean absolutely the world to me and they help the podcast in such a massive way. You have no idea how much it helps. It really, really helps a lot. In today's episode, I want to share with you seven toxic behaviors that you need to be aware of. But before I jump right into it, I want to break down a few things here. It's very common to use the word toxic these days without fully understanding what it means, what it actually means. I see so many people falling into the mistake of saying he's toxic or she's toxic. But in reality, no one is toxic. He or she may have toxic patterns behaviors or characteristics, but they aren't toxic themselves. They just have toxic behaviors. This is a really important concept to grasp because more often than not, we fully believe that people are rather than understanding that people have or that people do. The same way that when people say he or she is so positive, That's also a misconception. It should be that he or she has positive views or behaviors or patterns. It's about he or she having and doing, not he or she being. So it goes both ways. The reason I'm making this point is to make you all understand that all of us may have some behaviors, habits, characteristics or traits that may be healthy. And we also may have some that are unhealthy, or in other words, toxic. And it's up to us to recognize that in ourselves and in others in order to make a change. So today I want to share with you seven toxic behaviors that you should look out for in others and also in yourself. There are of course hundreds of behaviors I could have chosen today, but I intentionally chose these seven because I believe they are somewhat subtle. They're subtle behaviors that are toxic. They're not so obvious sometimes. And most of the times we don't even realize that we're doing them or we don't realize how toxic they are. So if you are listening to this episode and you recognize something that you may have or may have had, I don't want you to feel alarmed about it. I don't want you to feel 
stressed about it, I want you to simply use that awareness to then improve yourself and do better and grow. And if you listen to these and you recognize these behaviors in someone else, then it's important that you use that awareness and you take action. You communicate with that person or partner in the way that helps them grow. Remember, this is all about growth. This isn't about guilt. This is about growth. This isn't about blaming. This is about developing. Let's jump right into it, shall we? At number one, we have dismissing other people by invalidating them. Now you might wonder, what does that actually mean, Eric? Let me give you an example. When you share something with your partner and they dismiss it by comparing it to themselves. For example, you tell your partner, I've been so stressed recently, I've got like three meetings tomorrow to deal with. And they say, imagine how stressed I feel. I've got like 10 meetings tomorrow. Or you say something like, I've been having a bit of a bad day today. And they say, I've had it bad for a while and I'm still pushing. Notice how this one is about sharing some level of vulnerability and then having the other person just fully ignore it and turn the conversation into them by making literally a direct comparison of how they've got it worse or how they have got a lot more to deal with or how they've got more. And people do this without realizing it. And it's actually so dismissive that it can make someone feel so invalidated when all you wanted was to vent out and share some vulnerability. And in return, what what you got was dismissed. What you got was invalidated. When someone opens up to you in the slightest form, however that is, you should hold space and you should listen. Because when someone talks about their feelings, it's about being there for them rather than turning it all around as if it's all about you. Hold space for them. Let them talk and show understanding. People want to be heard, so you need to listen intently. I'm not saying that you cannot share how you feel. In fact, you may have it worse, or you may have got more going on, and that's totally valid and acceptable. And you can definitely share that with your partner. I'm not saying otherwise. But what I am saying is if someone opens up space to talk, let them talk. Don't make it about you. Let them vent it out. And after you've listened, then you can talk about your stuff. But just avoid making comparisons. You don't want someone to feel unheard. Even if you have the best intentions, even if you have the best intentions, you can still make someone feel unheard even if that was never your intention to begin with. In the past, I've had someone do this to me and they didn't even realize it at the time. Um, So many times, again, this is a story from the past, but so many times when I was sharing something with this person, in return, all I was getting back was comparisons about how they've got it worse and they're still pushing through or how that's just how it goes. And look, this person wasn't doing it with bad intentions. In fact, this person had the best intentions, but without realizing they were making me feel dismissed. They were making me feel invalidated. They were making me feel unheard. So remember, hold space, let people share, listen and be there for them. Because you may have the best intentions and making someone feel heard and you can still end up making them feel unheard. 
Let me say that again. You can have the best intentions in making someone feel heard and somehow still end up making them feel unheard. Number two, expecting your partner to know it all. Expecting that your partner should just know it all. How many times have you heard someone say, oh, but you should just know by now? Yeah, you should, you should just know. Maybe you got them the wrong coffee and they get mad at you because they expect you to know that it was one sugar instead of two. Or maybe they're just upset and because you don't notice it, they get angry at you and say, how can you not notice? How can you not tell? You should know this. I just want to say this. You and your partner are not mind readers. Communicate with each other. If they got something wrong about you, educate them. Rather than complaining about them, if they didn't notice you're sad or upset, let them know rather than assuming they'll just know. If something triggered you, express your feelings to them rather than expecting them to know your feelings. No matter how long you've been with each other and no matter how well you know each other, you shouldn't expect, you should express. You shouldn't assume, you should communicate. How can someone understand you if you don't give them the opportunities to do so? How can someone be there for you if you don't give them a chance to be there for you? Communicate, express, and be more open, honest, and transparent, and you'll see a massive difference. Number three, arguing to win. How many of you have been in arguments where it just feels like you are arguing to win, to be right, and to make a point? Arguments are not about winning, being right, or making a point. That's not what it's about. They should be discussions that allow both sides to feel seen, heard, valued, and understood. Most people don't know how to argue, and they end up letting their emotions and the heat of the moment literally take over. All of a sudden, you have an argument that was supposed to not last more than an hour, who has now gone on to become two hours, and not only that, both parties, both sides, left the conversation, feeling hurt and invalidated. To begin with, I don't even like the word argument. I prefer the word discussion, if I'm being truly honest. And I think that's what arguments should be. Discussions, where both sides share openly and in a kind and respectful manner, how they feel, how they see things, how they feel things. So that in that way, you both leave the conversation feeling seen, heard, valued and understood. It's about making people see things from your perspective, but also letting people make you see things from their perspective. It's about you embracing their perspective and them embracing your perspective. Always try and be understanding. Make it a discussion. And remember, it's you and your partner versus the world. It's not you versus your partner. Be open, listen, and go into that discussion with the mindset of wanting to develop together. And you go from there. You go from there, from a place of understanding. Don't try and win or be right, because that's just not the way to grow a healthy relationship. It's about understanding. It's not about winning. It's about being there for them. It's not about being right. Number four, not showcasing vulnerability. Ah, 
I've definitely been so guilty of this in the past. And, and look, I'll put my hands up for this one. However, I have learned from my past experiences and today I'm doing so much better on that front. So why is there a lack of display of vulnerability? Something to be aware of. Because unintentionally, you can make your partner feel like you don't actually care for them. Unintentionally, you can make your partner feel like you don't actually care about the relationship. I want to be very clear with this. I am not saying that you should open up too quickly. And I am not saying that you should feel obliged to display some level of vulnerability. No, that's not what I'm saying. You should take your own time. You should take things at your own pace, of course. What I am saying is, when you don't show vulnerability for an extended period of time, you are literally not allowing your connection to deepen. Whether you agree with me or not, the reality is connections become stronger when both sides display vulnerability, little by little, step by step. And this is something that I have personally struggled with a lot in the past. And there was a particular person in my past whom I simply did not open up to. I didn't showcase vulnerability. I didn't share how I felt truly because I was too afraid that they might use that vulnerability as a weapon against me. Because I felt uncomfortable when I was close to becoming vulnerable. Because I felt like he made me feel exposed. And almost in a way, mentally and emotionally naked. But when I acted in this way with a certain person from my past, what I got to see with my own eyes was the negative impact it was having in regards to creating and cultivating an actual connection. There was such a massive negative impact that it was having on the ability to create a connection that it wasn't until I realized it that I understood that vulnerability or the lack of it was affecting the possibility of creating a connection. It's not easy to be vulnerable, and I am not saying you should be vulnerable with everyone. And I'm also not saying you should rush to vulnerability. What I am saying is you should be intentional with who you're vulnerable with, and you should be mindful of how much vulnerability you'd like to display with that someone. Believe me when I say this, vulnerability opens doors in your connection that bring you both closer. It is healthier overall to show a level of vulnerability. And remember, you're not obliged to show it and you have control about how much you want to show it. But the point is showcase it because you might say, I don't want to be vulnerable because I'm protecting myself from anyone using that against me. But that's only damaging your relationship more. That's only damaging whatever it is that you're creating even more. And you don't even realize it until it's too late sometimes. The key is to open up slowly, but surely. And again, at your own time, in your own pace. Number five, not communicating when something is clearly bothering you. This is a more common behavior than most people would think. Most people would say that they would speak up if something bothered them, right? But then when something actually bothers them, they keep it to themselves. They bottle it up. They think, oh, when the time is right, I'll speak about it. Or when the perfect time comes, I will bring it up. Next thing you know, it's been like three months down the line and you've now bottled up something that bothered you for a long time and you exploded and mentioned it in a sarcastic joke. 
or you dropped it in the middle of an argument that had nothing to do with it, or you just built up resentment and frustration from it. The list of examples of things that can go wrong when you bottle it up, just go on and on and on. And I want to clarify this. There will never be the right time and there will never be the perfect time to speak about something. And I understand you're coming from a good place. You have a good intention. And I know this because I've made this mistake myself where I think, okay, I'll wait for the right time and I'll wait for the perfect time because I believe in timing. But then what I in the past failed to realize was actually trying to wait for the right time and trying to wait for the perfect time will mean that eventually there will never be a time because I just kept waiting. So please don't bottle things up because you want to build love and care in your relationship. You don't want to build resentment and frustration in your relationship. If something bothers you, just speak up as soon as possible and don't let it drag. You'd much rather communicate it now and solve whatever issue you have than to let it slide and let it drag for time. Communication is key and it's what keeps a healthy relationship healthy. Now, you'll have heard people say communication isn't just about speaking, it's also about listening. And I feel like that statement is incomplete. Communication isn't just about speaking and it isn't just about listening, it's about understanding too. You can speak all you want, but if they don't listen, it doesn't matter. And you can listen all you want, but if you don't understand, then it doesn't matter either. So you need all three parts in order to cultivate a healthy communication. You need the speaking, you need the listening, and you need the understanding. Number six, only understanding things from your perspective and not showing empathy or compassion. Now, this is a follow-up from the previous one, but a lot of people fail to do this right because they are constantly just trying to understand from their perspective rather than trying to understand it from the other person's perspective, which is incredibly important. For example, how many times have you spoken to someone and you could tell they were literally waiting, just waiting for you to finish so that they could talk? They were listening not to understand, but simply to reply. I've noticed some people do this to me. Well, I'm literally talking and I'm not even done talking and I can already tell that they are just waiting for a moment where they can jump in and talk and reply. How many times have you done that yourself? Right? So it's not just the other part, it's also your part. How many times have you spoken with someone and halfway to, you already know what you're going to say and you just want to say it, but you're waiting for them to finish so you can reply. See, we've all been guilty of this at some point in our lives and listening to replying is nowhere near as important as listening to understand. In order for us to truly achieve an in-depth level of understanding, we need to begin to showcase more empathy and more compassion, which is about seeing things from the other person's perspective. It's about feeling things from the other person's perspective. It's about understanding things from the other person's perspective. And number seven, refusing to accept personal responsibility or taking accountability. Most people get so caught up on the blame game. They blame everyone and everything but themselves for whatever is happening, and that is incredibly wrong. We all have a part to play. Even in situations where we feel like we did absolutely nothing wrong, and that we're right, 
and they're in the wrong. Even in those situations, we can always look at it and ask ourselves, what part do I have to play here? Personal responsibility and the ability to take accountability over your own acts is what will increase your control over your life. And more so when it comes to relationships, it's literally what helps you move forward together. When both of you can recognize what part you had to play rather than saying, it's your fault. No, 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 no. it's your fault. No, no, it's clearly your fault. (laughs) That's leading you nowhere. That's moving you backwards. Whereas if you both sit and you recognize what part you had to play, you move forward, not backward. I'm going to reuse an example that I used earlier in this episode, and I'm going to apply it to this context. So let's say that there's a situation where your partner has done something wrong to you and you've kept it to yourself. And then a few months down the line, you let it slide. Maybe you made a sarcastic joke or maybe it just came out in the middle of an argument. So you just let it slide and it wasn't in the best context. Maybe you were making an indirect to your partner. I don't know, whatever it was, you let it slide. Now you're both sitting down and discussing what happened and you opened up about what's happened because you let it slide. And now here you are having a conversation that you never planned for. Here's two scenarios by which, well, there's multiple scenarios, but I'm gonna give you two by which the situation could go down. First scenario, you both sit down and you argue and you are saying to your partner, it's your fault, you were in the wrong for doing ABC and your partner is saying to you, no, it's not my fault, it's your fault for not understanding that my intention was when I was doing ABC. And then the second scenario is you both sit down and discuss and your partner is saying, I apologize. I didn't realize that me doing ABC would cause you to feel this way. It was never my intention. And you are saying to your partner, I apologize for not bringing it up earlier. I should have mentioned this to you earlier and not kept it to myself. Notice the difference between the scenarios. In the first scenario, you both just blaming each other, trying to argue, trying to see who was right and who was wrong, which is incredibly unhealthy and toxic. And in the second scenario, you both acknowledging where you both fell short and where you both could have done better, which is much healthier. All of us have a part to play in everything, always. So remember to look at the situation and ask yourself, what part do I have to play? And this concludes the episode on the seven toxic behaviors that you should be aware of. And if you've listened to this episode, and you recognize these behaviors in people in your life or even recognize them in yourself, just know that that it's okay. And the first step towards self-development is self-awareness. We are not perfect. We all have made these choices, these mistakes. We all have showcased some level of toxic behavior. And sometimes we don't even realize it. Like, I would encourage you to Reflect on everything I said in this episode and think about the times where you've done that particular toxic behavior. Reflect on the times where someone else has done that particular behavior. Because I guarantee you, you'll find multiple instances where someone else has displayed that toxic behavior. And you'll also find multiple instances in which you have displayed that toxic behavior. And I want you to know that that doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you a human. And it doesn't make you a bad human. It just makes you a human. We all have behaviors and characteristics and traits and habits that we picked up in our entire life. Not all of them are going to be good for us. And a lot of the times we don't even realize 
When you look at this episode, I mentioned seven toxic behaviors that you need to watch out for. And I guarantee you that maybe most of them you didn't even realize were toxic. I bet you didn't even realize that some of them were like toxic or unhealthy or not the best to display. But you didn't know any better. I certainly didn't know any better. It's only when in hindsight I look back and I think, okay, well, what were the times where I could recognize this in someone else? And what were the times where I can recognize this in myself? None of us are perfect. None of us have it all figured out. And I think that's the beauty of life. It's that we all still trying to figure it all out. So remember, it's okay. The first step towards self-development is self-awareness. So I hope that this newfound self-awareness will lead you to make the right changes in your life within yourself and help you navigate your relationships with others, but also help you navigate your relationships with yourself. Please share this podcast episode Send it to your partner, send it to your friends, your best friends, your family, or send it to anyone who you think this would massively benefit them from listening to this episode. Share it with people that you think this will be helpful for. This might help them more than what we know, and I would appreciate it massively. And as a reminder, if you want to achieve your goals and if you want to become a better version of yourself and live that meaningful, fulfilled, and happy life, but you have no idea how to, then you're in the right place. I'm a Jay Shetty Certified Life Coach and you can go to ericjivrachcoaching.com and book yourself a free discovery call with me so that we can work out how to best help you accomplish those dreams and really become the best version that you can be. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you all so, so much. It actually means the world to me and I will keep thanking you all every single episode because this means the world to me. I love this podcast. I love what I do. I love sharing my insights and nothing makes me happier than having you take time out of your day to actually listen to an episode that really makes me happy to a level where I can't even put it to words. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, leave a review. Those things help the podcast so much more than what you think and it only takes a couple seconds. Please, I would appreciate it. And if you have enjoyed today's episode, then please make sure to listen to the next podcast to find out what's up and what's next.